Hi, hi everyone. Welcome, welcome. Thank you all so much for being here. Uh, Chloe Riley here with Supermarket News, and I'm here with my colleague, uh, SN Managing Editor, Russell Redman. Um, all right, a little housekeeping here. Uh, we'll be live answering your questions and comments uh, at the end of this live. So please keep those coming and uh, we'll, we'll be sure to get to them at the end. Um, okay, so yeah, it's been just over 10 days since Kroger and Albertsons announced that they would merge in you know, kind of a historic $24.6 billion deal uh, and the grocery industry has been reeling ever since. Uh, a brief rundown of the numbers on this, if it goes through, the deal will join the first and second largest U.S. supermarket retailers, uh, creating a national company with almost 5,000 stores, 66 distribution centers, 52 manufacturing plants, uh, over 1,000 fuel centers, and over 700,000 uh, associates across 48 states in the District of Columbia. Uh, the merged entity would also be the fifth largest uh, retail pharmacy operator with close to 4,000 uh, pharmacy locations. Uh, so Russ, you know, let's dive right in. Uh, you know, as we know, everyone's time on this on this call is precious, and uh, and start with, you know, just first, what are the odds uh, of a deal this big even going through, and uh, and what steps are we going to see, you know, Kroger and Albertson have to take to sort of clear the way for for regulatory approval? Well, I don't know if I can put odds on it because it's such a big deal and involves uh, such a, a huge amount of stores and, and market share. But um, this deal is going to get a good going over by uh, regulators. I know the Biden administration has said it was going to scrutinize these types of mega deals more closely uh, it, across industries. So there's that at play. But um, yeah, I mean, this is going to create a, a retailer with uh, more stores than uh, Walmart. And um, they'll have to, the FTC and other regulators will have to go on a, through a market by market comparison of exactly what uh, a union of Albertsons supermarket banners and Kroger's banners is, is going to mean in terms of shaking up uh, the marketplace and uh, shifting around uh, market share. Right, right. And when we're definitely looking at, you know, store divestitures as well, right? And I think they've created this, uh, potentially this, uh, right, like Albertson subsidiary Spinco. To, to get ready for that? Do I have that right? Yeah, I mean, the Kroger and Albertsons are tackling this uh, at the get-go. They know they're going to have to uh, divest stores. Um, they created this um, spin-off company called, the, they're dubbing it Spinco for now, and that will be uh, a standalone uh, supermarket operator, which could have up to, I think it's like 300 and over 300 stores. And uh, the, I guess these will be the stores that they're looking to divest to uh, push it through uh, the uh, regulatory pathway. Um, again, it's still up in the air as to which stores are going to go there. Um, there's uh, some overlap, of course, between uh, the Kroger and Albertsons uh, retail footprints. Uh, the areas where you see the most are uh, Southern California, um, Chicago. Pacific Northwest, uh, in parts of Texas, also Denver, Phoenix, and the, the Washington, D.C. area. Um, in terms of market share, we're looking at uh, Kroger and Albertsons coming together. We'll create, I think it's something like just under 20% of combined U.S. grocery market share. Uh, Walmart on its own has about 25% as the largest grocery retailer retail player. And uh, that goes up to 30% if you include their Sam's Club uh, warehouse club unit. 
is just to show you um, the, the size. Uh, the next largest player is Costco at about 9%. So we're talking some uh, creating about creating a huge company here. Wow. Yeah. No, I feel like that's what you're saying right there is a great pivot to, you know, talking about this idea of, uh, you know, the newly merged companies sort of creating this entity in grocery that can give, you know, Amazon or Walmart, you know, run for their money. Um, in our, our recent uh, SN poll, our LinkedIn poll asking, you know, whether this deal should be allowed to move forward. Uh, 54% of those polled said, yes, it should move forward. You know, this is a deal that will rival Walmart. Um, and uh, I think 40, 41% of you said, uh, heck no, this is an awful idea, uh, quoting verbatim there. Uh, Russ, I, I'd like to, uh, you know, let's let's go through maybe a couple of the more popular comments from the poll and kind of let's, let's break these down. Uh, so to start, we've got Randy Harmon, chief operating officer with, uh, he's in a consumer products company. He says, Comparing to Walmart is like apples and oranges. Uh, traditional retail is completely different in offering selection with higher margins than a mass merchandiser that works on volume. Uh, obviously, Kroger and Albertsons will hype this as it will allow them to move from 50% margins to 80% margins and, uh, and hold manufacturers hostage for slotting ad dollars to do business. Uh, FTC must, must do its job in understanding the playing field. Okay, so Russ, how, can you help us help us break this down? What uh, what is Randy saying here? Yeah, his last statement uh, really rings true to me. Uh, the FTC must do its job in understanding the playing field. Uh, when this merger was announced, uh, it, I immediately jumped back in time a few years to a couple of other recent uh, merger deals, neither of which came came through successfully. Uh, one was um, Walgreens trying to acquire Rite Aid, a, a deal that was announced in 2015. And by the time um, it went through its paces, it was 2017. And um, they uh, the deal was uh, scuttled because uh, Walgreens had gotten the indication from the FTC that it wouldn't be approved. And it ended up being a sale of something like over 1900 Rite Aid stores, a much, much smaller deal. Rite Aid had had more than 4,000 at the time. And uh, the reason I bring that up is I don't think here the, the FTC looked very closely at the playing field. Um, they looked at drugstore market share. They went through market by market, but they looked at it more in terms of drug drugstore chains and not the overall retail pharmacy marketplace. I mean, you have Walmart, Costco are huge players in that space. There were also some uh, independent pharmacy networks as well. So I don't think they looked at uh, how the, the overall uh, market and the different players out there, they, they took a really narrow view and they didn't, I think, have a very thorough assessment uh, of the market there. Then uh, right after this merger deal uh, was unsuccessful, um, in uh, early 2018, Albertsons and Rite Aid came out with a deal in which Albertsons would acquire Rite Aid. Uh, that was kind of an interesting one. You would have had a, the second largest supermarket chain trying to acquire, I think at the time, Rite Aid was the third largest uh, drug chain. And that also would have been a company with, I think it was something like 4,900 stores and 4,300 pharmacies. Um, that one, uh, there wasn't as much concern that I remember detecting from the FTC in terms of the, the market share side, because they were trying to reconcile a, how would a drug chain and the supermarket chain come together? 
what um, scuttled that deal was um, Rite Aid uh, shareholders didn't like the terms of the deal and thought the company was more valued and shareholder sentiment turned against it. And they eventually uh, killed the deal. I think these two uh, plan merges would uh, provide a sort of litmus test for what's going on with uh, Kroger and uh, Albertsons as the FTC really tries to evaluate the market share and, and how to, to uh, measure it. And uh, I mean, I could jump ahead. Uh, well, there was another deal, supermarket deal with, uh, of course, Albertsons was, was created by the union of Albertsons and Safeway in 2015, but that created a company that was half the size, of course, of what we're seeing now with uh, Kroger and Albertsons. And um, that was another one where uh, industry observers weren't too thrilled and uh, analysts weren't thrilled with um, how the FTC went about its market by market analysis mm -hmm. of that deal. So, um, but we're going to be going through that process again. I think there'll be more scrutiny this time. Yes. So it sounds like this is, you know, unsurprisingly going to fall on to a, to a large extent how the FTC sort of interprets and how it sort of sees and evaluates the landscape of this deal. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All right, cool. All right, we got another one here. Uh, Anthony Martinez, key account manager at PepsiCo. Wall Street barely moved, which demonstrates investors don't believe this will get approved. Uh, par for the course under the current regulatory environment. The NGA came out in opposition, and if the divested stores are union, likely yes, I doubt regulators will approve of a large merger kicking out union stores. Uh, Russ, what do you, what, Russ, what do we make of this? Yeah, from what, what I saw from uh, the Wall Street analysts were, um, yeah, I mean, just because it's so up in the air as to how the FTC is going to approach it, they're expecting added scrutiny, especially in this day and age with grocery prices high and, and uh, consumers being really impacted by that. So um, the, the analysts, I don't know if I would say they don't believe it'll get approved. I, from what I've seen, most of them think it will, but they know it's going to get, a, again, a good going over, and it, but they still see it as as uh, up in the air. And, um, well, um, the, the other comment was uh, the NGA, National Grocers Association, the, the, the trade group for independent grocers came out in opposition, which which was expected. They're, they're I don't know if this will, how much this will change things. It's basically two big companies they already had to deal with forming a bigger one. Um, and it's going to um, be more of the same for them in terms of these large, one thing they've been um, pointing out to the FTC is the, the inordinate market power that they have in terms uh, on the supply chain, in terms of getting favorable pricing and uh, first dibs on uh, deals and special sizes and uh, so forth. So this would just be another even bigger player for them to deal with in terms of market share and smaller chains and mom and pops being disadvantaged. And uh, uh, Anthony Martinez also had mentioned uh, union stores. I mean, one thing with Kroger and Albertsons is that they are unionized chains. Unlike some of their larger uh, competitors, that's been uh, made it more difficult for them to compete. But um, yeah, I mean, that would be another thing for regulators to consider because if they divest stores, these will be stores with uh, union employees. So we'll have to see how that plays out. 
Okay, great. All right. That sounds like something else to keep an eye on as well. And interesting about the NGA. Um, okay, well, switching gears, um, you know, next month, uh, it's been announced that the US Senate, uh, you know, plans uh, to hold a hearing to sort of examine, you know, competitive and consumer concerns, uh, you know, sort of arising from the merger. Uh, you know, one of their things they're pointing to is the is the 2015 merger of Alberts and Safeway. Um, and it sounds like they're urging the FTC, you know, we want to see more scrutiny in the market by market analysis of, you know, the potential Kroger Albertsons combination than the than the commission did, you know, for Albertsons and Safeway. Uh, Russ, what do we what do we expect, you know, to see from that hearing? What do we expect the outcome to be? Do we have, you know, kind of any idea or any hints at this point? Um yeah, I mean, I, I kind of touched on it a bit before. Um, I think just with the fact that uh, grocery is in the national spotlight in terms of high food prices, and uh, I'm sure um, constituents have been clamoring to their uh, representatives about all of this. And so against that backdrop, uh, the, I think there's going to be a, a real close scrutiny by the uh, through the Senate hearing, especially with the focus on, on grocery pricing. Um, I mentioned the uh, Alberts of the Safeway merger uh, earlier and um, Senator uh, uh, Char had brought that one up and um, said that they want a closer evaluation on a market by market basis. Uh, she and others had, other lawmakers had thought that one was insufficient. So um, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a very close assessment of the, of the market impact. I have a question for you too, which is that, um, you know, I mean, inflation is obviously, you know, hot, hot topic right now, but, but does this merger, my understanding is, you know, it could go either way. This merger doesn't necessarily mean it's going to press people and it's going to be mean higher prices. In fact, my understanding is it could, it could mean the opposite. We just don't know yet. Is that yeah, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, inflation is is one thing that everyone's dealing with and and the causes really uh stem from the, the supply chain in large part it's hitting the, the retailers and the manufacturers and the distributors everyone's dealing with this um kroger and albertson's say uh and what you usually get with a large merger is you'll get more economies of scale and more buying leverage so you should be able to uh procure products uh more cheaply but um the other uh maxim in economics is um fewer competitors generally leads to higher prices. So we'll see how uh, things play out there. But in, in the short term, I mean, Kroger even said they're investing something, over, I think like half a billion dollars to lower prices because they're facing, I mean, who's their main competitor, Walmart. Exactly. And also Amazon who are very competitive on pricing. So this will give them more latitude to compete that way. And, right. uh, but again, in terms of, fewer competitors, we'll see how that impacts uh, lower prices. Uh, let's uh, let's switch over and talk independence. Uh, Russ, what are, what are some of the ways, you know, independent grocers, uh, you know, would be would be potentially affected if if the merger goes through? Yeah, uh, independence, again, um, it, they'll, they'll just have another large player to deal with an even larger player. Um, the the term that NGA had come up with were for uh, the large chains where the supermarkets and mass merchants was power buyers they just have really uh, a huge advantage in uh, buying their products and being able to offer at lower prices uh, they get offered deals that smaller operators just don't see whether that be special sizes special pricing 
um, access to uh, all these different options. And uh, it's really been tough for the smaller operators. I mean, this will just create one larger competitor for, for them to uh, deal with. I mean, they already had to deal with Al, uh, Kroger on its own and Albertsons on its own, but it's just kind of more of the same for them. I don't know if it'll necessarily increase that, but um, it'll be more of the same, I think, for them. That's great. If there's any, uh, if there's any independent uh, people on the call, you know, definitely go ahead and, and weigh in right now and give us what you're seeing or what you're thinking. Uh, you know, it might come out of this. Uh, Russ, how might how might this deal change grocery market share? You know, among the top players, what 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 might that look like? Well, I think it's um, something like uh, Walmart's the leader now with about twenty five percent market share and thirty percent, including Sam's Club, and Kroger Albertsons would go to bring it to um, about 20, just under 20% combined and, and Costco is in third place at about 9%. So um, it would just be like another big player, a bigger player for Walmart to reckon with and Amazon. I'm not sure what Amazon's market share is. They're not, they don't provide their uh, grocery numbers uh, that way. So I'm not quite sure, but I'm how sure nice. it's large. <laughs> how nice of them. <laughs> um, and where, Russ, where, uh, you mentioned, we talked a little about this earlier, but where do Kroger and Albertsons have the most store overlap? Uh, you were mentioning some of that. Can you speak yeah. to that too? Yeah. Uh, the one that jumps out, I'm sure, to everyone is in Southern California, where you have uh, strong brands like uh, Ralph's on Kroger's side and Vons on uh, Albertsons side. Um, but other areas are uh, Chicago. Albertsons has a strong name there with Jewel. Um, there's the Pacific Northwest, where uh, Albertsons has Safeway and Kroger has QFC, and also they have their Fred Meyer chain. Uh, East uh, Eastern Texas is one that Al Albertsons, I'm sorry, analysts had uh, mentioned. There's also Denver, Phoenix, and the DC area. Great, great. Yep, I know. I'm I'm just outside Chicago and I'm very familiar with the Jewel, with the Jewels. So. Definitely something I'm keeping an eye on personally as well. Um, uh, Ross, I know we, we just put out another poll kind of in the same vein on this topic, uh, you know, ask, asking whether we're going to see uh, this deal trigger other grocery, you know, M&A deals and drive more brick and mortar con consolidation in the industry. Uh, you know, so far, poll respondents are saying yes, overwhelmingly. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on this, Russ? Yeah, um, first, we have to see how the stringently the FTC uh, approaches this. And from there, I think we'll probably see some uh, more consolidation. Uh, the Wall Street analysts, I think, have the same uh, view by, by and large, where uh, maybe some of the larger regionals might have to uh, make a move to be able to uh, counter this uh, huge player now uh, that they'll now have to deal with. And um, maybe even on the smaller side, some chains will try and get that get together to uh, get some more economies of scale. That's great. Yeah, that makes total sense. I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and drop that uh, the link to that poll in the comments in the end too uh, for everybody to mm -hmm. take a look at and weigh in on. Um, yeah, so and and Russ, I know this, I mean, the merger transaction is scheduled to close in early 2024, the regulatory review process, you know, could take, um, you know, over a year easily. So, you know, we're, we're definitely gonna be watching this thing for a while, right? I mean, we're not going to mm -hmm. see any, any fast moves anytime soon. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they, I'm sure they gave uh, Kroger Albertsons gave the, the early 2024 date uh, to uh, fit in the uh, regulatory oversight, but I think it's going to go longer than that. I mean, the, the Walgreens Rite Aid one, they announced it in 2015, and I think by the time it they went through its it went through its paces. It was 2017, and this one's going to get uh, watched much more closely, and um, we'll see uh, what pops up during this process. Right. right. All right. Well, this is definitely something we'll be keeping an eye on. Uh, I want to switch over to uh, kind of look at some of your comments. Russ, I'm already seeing one. That was something that we actually talked about before we jumped on here. Okay. Uh, we got Howard Kaufman, uh, CEO at uh, ORL here, uh, saying, who has the stronger e-commerce assets between Kroger and, and Albertsons? My, well, my instinct I'm, is Kroger, but yeah, your, in, your instinct is correct there. <laughs> um, Kroger uh, was a supermarket news's uh, 2022 retailer of the year. And one of the big reasons is this uh, omnichannel network that they're building out with uh, Okada Group, building all these automated uh, warehouses to fill online grocery orders. Um, it, they're looking to do it in about 20 markets. Um, they've announced most of those so far. I think there's about a half dozen or so of these customer fulfillment centers that are opened. So uh, they were build, building out this huge infrastructure to be able to do this on its own. And uh, one of the advantages of that they were looking at was that they would be able to serve these CFCs, customer fulfillment centers, would be able to serve uh, markets where Kroger does not have physical stores. So that will extend their reach even more. But now with Albertsons coming into play, it'll be interesting to see how that fits together. Albertsons had, um, I forget forget exactly when, but they had announced at a certain point that they were going to look to uh, rely more on uh, third-party providers like Instacart and DoorDash and Uber Eats and, and so forth. They had built their own delivery capability, but have kind of phased that out. So um, they'll be brought into the fold if this goes through in terms of Kroger's um, digital ecosystem. Right. Yep. Yep. That's what I was thinking too. Um, uh, let's see. I, I've got Kimberly. We've got, uh, has anybody heard who will supply Spinco? I think. And then I've got Daniel underneath answering. Yes. Spinco is the group of anticipated divestors, right, Russ? Or Right. That's right. kind of the entity that's created. Yep. Um, and then uh, let's see, we've got Thomas saying, uh, don't the smaller chains belong to cooperative buying groups? I think not necessarily all of them. Is that right, Russ? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, they'll have uh, group purchasing organizations. They're in cooperatives and um, and they're served by all various distributors. But again, it would, for them, it's still a question of, of scale. They'll have a large uh, competitor in the marketplace. But um, yeah, a lot of them are in Co-ops, uh, Shoprite stores, uh, right here in the Northeast, belong to uh, the Wakefern Cooperative, a very strong operator. And um, yeah, I mean that that'll be some of the ways that um, the smaller operators will be able to uh, deal with a larger player. Yeah, yep, yeah. uh, that makes sense too. Um, and then uh, we've got Kimberly saying too, could this impact Kroger's uh, Ocado rollout, Ross? You were just speaking to that a little bit, but do you think that it would actually impact the rollout in any way? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Uh, I mean, that's been going ahead uh, pretty well uh, at this point. I think they actually have out 
have rolled out a lot more and opened a lot more of these facilities, also a lot of supporting spoke facilities uh, than I had expected at this point. Um, I don't know if it'll they'll have to suspend any of, of that while the, this uh, merger goes through his paces, but I would think it shouldn't uh, affect it that much uh, because, um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of a different different side of the uh, equation for them. Um, and that'll, I think that'll also, well, this is another question for the FTC. How will this come, these, uh, this network come into play in terms of market reach? Because I mean, that's already extending Kroger's market reach beyond its uh, physical store footprint. And uh, how will that uh, affect um, the whole process with sorting through the various markets and what Albertsons offers with its physical stores and its e-commerce services? Yep, yep. I've got one kind of piggybacking off that a little bit too, which is how how will this impact Kroger's rumored move in the Northeast with the delivery first approach to the automated warehouses provide a significant advantage over Amazon? It's a good question. Right. Well, Kroger has announced one of the Akato uh, customer fulfillment centers for the Northeast. They have not yet um, disclosed where that will be. Kroger has no stores there. Albertsons does with uh, mostly through the uh, Acme store. Acme Markets, um, and also um, through King's Food Markets, Balducci's, the, the, those were two, that was a chain that, uh, that Acme had actually acquired. So they have a presence there right now. So that will provide Kroger a physical footprint in that area, plus wherever this CFC will be. So that would be able to serve those stores. Great. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's good. We'll be keeping an eye on that stuff too. Um, anybody else, any independents? Uh, I didn't see anybody. Maybe we don't have any independent people here, um, but anybody else, any other any other thoughts on this or any other questions for, for me or Russ? Uh, let's see. I really like uh, Daniel Cohen's very cheeky comment. So where do you two land, yay or nay? <laughs> I don't know, Daniel. I don't. I don't. I don't think we can say, and I don't think we actually have an opinion. Oh, um, on whether on whether we think it'll go through or yeah. whether we want it to go through. <laughs> well, that's a great question too, Russ. What do you think? Do you think it will happen? Are you? Um, what, yeah, I, I'm really uh, not sure if it's going to go through. I mean, there's more confidence than I expected among uh, industry observers that it will go through. I mean, even more than I expected, but it's still about 50-50 from what I've seen there. Uh, so um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a real question mark at this point. And, and uh, again, with the Senate hearing coming up and the politicians sounding off, they're gonna wanna make sure that they're showing themselves on the side of the consumer with all these high food prices that uh, supermarket customers are up in arms about. So um, that's going to play a, a big role in uh, this process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I feel like I default to the answers of our poll, which is 54% of you say, yes, it, sh it will and should go through and it will rival Walmart. So uh, just looking at the numbers, at least from our, our sample size, uh, you know, it does feel like it's it's trending in that direction. Uh, we got one more question from Thomas uh, Kowalski here. Uh, is there is there a precedent for the Spinco entity? Who else has done this? Russ, is there any precedent that you know of? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of that. I know in deals in the past, they've created these um, kind of holding companies or, or, or spinoffs. I think Albertson's ha had done that once. 
with some of the deals or, or sell-offs that they had. It's just kind of a, a temporary thing to, um, to transition the deal. So um, I'm trying to remember which one it was. There was Albertsons had what I remember called New Albertsons Inc. Uh, so, um, I mean, these are kind of temporary measures for that. And um, yeah, I mean, in this case, it would, they're, they're saying it would be uh, its own uh, standalone company. And they're kind of positioning as a, they even called it a competitor. They would be able to compete. So. No, that's great. Thank you for that. Thank you for that info. Uh, what, what do you, what, I mean, I would challenge everybody on this call if they're feeling brave and want to put in the comments, uh, you know, whether or not they think that this deal is going to go through or whether they want it to go through. Um, I would love to see that here live uh, as well. Uh, we got, we got one more uh, comment or question here from Joanne. Where would be, where would the headquarters be? Uh, who do you think would lead the organization afterwards? We already, I think we already have that answer, right, Russ? It's Kroger. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I, Rod, yeah, Kroger yeah. chairman and CEO Rodney McMullen will, would lead the combined company, which I'm sure it's going to be in Cincinnati, since technically Kroger is acquiring Albertsons. I mean, we talk about his merger, but Kroger is acquiring them. So that that's where that that would go. True, true. And we've got a couple people weighing in here. Uh, Catherine Rigby saying it won't it won't rival Walmart. Kroger is better prices. Albertson is better selection. Not sure if the shop not sure the shopper wins with the merger. It'd be a big loss for our community in Boise. Good to know. Uh, got Christopher Baker. Uh, here a question here. Um, uh, with Kroger using Acado and Albertsons using Takeoff, has either one of these MFC uh, companies chimed in? Russ, do we know about? Yeah, I, I haven't seen uh, anything with that. Uh, what they're referring to is Albertsons uh, through, I think it's Safeway stores uh, had these um, micro fulfillment centers either adjacent to the store or attached to the store to help handle some of the online grocery order capacity. Um, I think Kroger definitely has examined this technology. I'm not sure where that would play out, but I wouldn't be surprised with them testing keeping that going to see how that works. Cause I mean, everyone's still trying to figure out the best model for uh, online grocery. Hmm. So, uh, and it vary, it can vary by market. So that might be the, the better way to go in certain areas and a bigger facility might be a, a, a better way to go in larger markets. I mean, Kroger itself has the, um, the CFCs, which are primarily around 300 square feet, 300,000 square feet and over. And they have this, these smaller spoke facilities, which are under 100,000 square feet, basically. So mm -hmm. uh, they're trying different models themselves. Nice. Nice. And we've got um, Ashley Jones weighing in here. Albertsons had to sell off stores, then was able to buy them back. Um, and uh, Todd uh, Todd is weighing in, yes, with Ashley. Agree with her. Albertsons has a similar model. Uh, yep. And uh, let's see here. I think we got one more here from... Hillary uh, Fleming saying it would be interesting to see if they could have gained some FTC favor if they had presented a plan to address food deserts. Huh? Yeah, that's, that isn't it. Russ, any thoughts on that? I think that's one of the things the Senate hearing is going to look closely at with uh, the spin-offs of stores. Are some stores going to be leaving certain markets and will that create act problems with act ready access to uh, fresh foods? So um, that's something that I think the government and, and regular, regulators will really look closely at. Great. Well, that'd be really nice. Uh, we got one more from Peter here. 
Uh, will the prospect of a merger paralyze adoption of innovation or new technologies because of the uncertainty of the future company? Hmm. I don't think it's going to uh, slow that down. Maybe it'll divert their attention away a little bit. But um, like I said, Kroger, I think, is going to push ahead with uh, its its Okado uh, plan. Um, and then uh, they'll uh, adapt it as needed, depending on how this whole merger process shakes out and, and if it's approved, how that moves forward with the integration of the two companies. Right. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I see the same, Russ, with everything that I know you've been, you've been writing all these great stories about just Kroger, what it's doing, all the Akato, you know, things. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Um, anybody, anybody else, any other comments, questions, thoughts, uh, you know, uh, predictions? Actually, one note Russ? that I can say uh, with the, the whole Okado investment, when Kroger announced that in 2018, um, a lot of industry observers kind of looked at it skeptically saying, why are they making an investment in such large, huge investments, such large facilities at that time? Online grocery market share wasn't so big. But I mean, fast forward now, if we went through the pandemic and online grocery usage exploded, I mean, it looks uh, prescient for uh, Kroger right now. Now they have this whole infrastructure coming in place and it's actually happening. Whether these operations will be profitable is another thing. Of course, we still we still have in a wait and see mode. But now, I mean, this infrastructure might even be more justified that they've created the they're looking to create this bigger company. And yeah, that would definitely provide the volume to justify something like like this. I, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's another uh, consideration. No, that's great. I mean, they they had the foresight, and uh, people questioned them at the time, and now. Like you're saying, uh, you know, starting to pay off potentially in big, big dividends, uh, especially if this merger goes through. Um, anybody else? I feel like the only other thing I'd pose uh, to the community that's here with us now is uh, if anybody wants to weigh in briefly, you know, what else would you like to see? Uh, what angles potentially are we not covering? You know, if you're reading our stories, if you're tuning into our newsletter, uh, even just here on this live right now. Uh, you know, is there is there an angle of this that you think that we should be looking into more closely? Uh, would love to hear, you know, either drop it in the comments here or uh, feel free to email me. You can email me directly, chloe.riley at informa.com. Um, would love to hear, yeah, would just love to hear, uh, you know, what's what's most interesting to people, what's most compelling, what's on your minds, um, you know, as, as this merger moves forward potentially. Um, oh, here, we got one more. Go ahead and weigh in with that. We're going to take one more question here, I think. Um, okay, so we got... Uh, Sorry if it was discussed at the beginning of the show from Otis, uh, but my small business supplies to Jewel Osco. What might be some of the pitfalls for independent vendors with this merger? Uh, Russ, could you, I think we did touch on that a little bit, but Russ, why don't you speak to that? Um, yeah, I mean, again, this is all going to depend how this shakes out and what's divested and, and what's uh, remaining. Um, yeah, I think it's just um, you had two very large players, and now they're just going to be combined to make a, a, a an even bigger player. So I'm not sure how much that uh, really uh, changes uh, that situ that situation. You'll still be dealing with a, a large company. So um, yeah, I don't know what kind of efficiencies they're going to try to approach on the the, the trying uh, institute on the buyer's side. But um, I mean, yeah, that's another one where we have to. Uh, have to wait and see, but it's 
again, just like dealing smaller operators are dealing with these huge companies already. So um, it's just now there's going to be one more powerful one instead of two powerful ones. <laughs> so, yeah. um, oh, and that's a good question. Otis, we might have to look into that further to see how it might, might imp impact independent vendors potentially. Um, we've got another one, David Bishop. Curious if you have any thoughts on special dividend being paid now and what it means if the merger is denied. Four billion dividend is pretty big when cash is important to whether impend, you know, whether there's an impending recession. Russ, do you have thoughts on that? Or maybe Yeah, I mean yeah. part of the deal was that Albertson shareholders will be receiving a four billion dollar special dividend. I think it was by early November. Um yeah, the David, I'm not sure exactly uh how uh that that's going to play out in terms of whether it could be rejected or not. I'm not sure how that deal uh, deal works. So I can't really add uh, too much insight. I mean, that that's that's early uh, early on in the process. So and it would, would come way before any sort of uh, moves would happen in terms of uh, regulatory approval. So um, yeah, that that's when I need to uh, find out more with. I mean, that's when I'm curious about uh, what what happens. Uh, with that so great well yeah maybe we can david maybe we'll follow up on that and get get a little bit more in depth on that um and we got one more comment from amanda um definitely more about the food deserts uh that somebody else mentioned how can this merger satisfy the needs of our most delicate food ecosystems great yeah i'm i am definitely curious to see how that will play in or if kroger will if you know sort of lean into that as a, uh, you know, point of leverage, um, you know, as they kind of go through the regulatory process. So we'll take a, we'll take a look at that as well. Uh, great. I think, I think this is kind of wrapping it up unless anybody has anything else. Um, I, I'll, I'm going to go ahead uh, and throw a link uh, to our most recent poll, the one that's live right now around the merger. Uh, so people can go in, go in, have a read, take a vote, look at what people are saying in there. Um, and I'll also I'll be putting a link in the comments um, to our most recent uh, analysis piece, kind of breaking this all down. Um, but with that being said, just, you know, thank you guys all so much for being here. This has been, you know, just a, a lively, uh, you know, really intelligent conversation. We appreciate all of your input. And, uh, you know, please stay tuned for more more SN updates around uh, around this historic merger.